0: Hey, this is Erin. I'm Melissa. And we're Trending Spokane, a weekly podcast all about the latest in the Lilac City. Finding out
1: what is happening right now in Spokane can be overwhelming, but not if you're an insider.
0: Join us as we shine light onto the latest happenings and chat about
1: the future of our city. Each episode will introduce you to people you want to know, places you need to visit, and local knowledge you can't live without. We will help you get out and get involved. Episodes are dropping soon, and make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. Inland Imaging has had the opportunity to provide radiology services in the Northwest since 1930 and has become not only a valued healthcare services provider, but also a fixture in our community through advocacy and community-based initiatives that have impacted generations of people
0: throughout the Inland Northwest and beyond. Their latest campaign to talk about the importance of Breast Cancer Awareness Month and early detection is deeply important for us to share about, and we invited them to join us here today on the show as a partner and to discuss Breast Cancer Awareness Month and the importance of getting a mammograms to fight cancer early in detection. And Inland Imaging is particularly important to me for the role that they played in helping with the early diagnosis of a tumor near my pancreas a couple of years ago that took me out of the classroom. But thanks to that early detection, I was able to get back to work quickly and get back involved in our community, which was so important. And joining us today is Dr. Amy Henkel of Inland Imaging to help us learn more about ways that we can ensure that we're doing all that we can to be proactive about breast cancer and save lives. Dr. Henkel, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. We have so many great questions for you, but the first one I think is probably the most important in who you are and what led you to become a physician. What in particular drove you to want to get your degree
2: in medicine and to help people? Um, well, I think that that's, that's basically it. What you said right there is that I, I wanted to help people. I knew that whatever I wanted, to do for a career. I wanted it to have an impact um, and to be, to be of use to the community. Um, and medicine was a great way for me to do that. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy job, especially
0: during the last couple of years where we've seen so many changes in the community. And we just want you to know how much we appreciate your dedication to the Inland Northwest uh, through your work at Inland Imaging.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: Did you study here in the Inland
2: Northwest? Um, I actually did not. So I went to a medical school at Creighton, oh, um, which yeah. is in Nebraska. Yeah. And then I did um, five years of training in radiology residency at Loyola, um, which is in Chicago. That's amazing. <laughs> I know that's cool. And then I did an extra year of training in Houston, Texas to specialize in breast imaging. That's
1: excellent. What is your role with Inland Imaging?
2: So I'm a radiologist, so like a medical imager, um, and my specialty is breast imaging. So most of my time is involved in um, the detection and diagnosis of breast cancer. Um, And I've worked at Inland Imaging for over 10 years now. um, Wow, that's exciting.
0: Congratulations on 10 years of helping women to take care of their bodies. That's important. Um, I have a kind of a funny question. And that's why is Breast Cancer Awareness Month so important? I know we've been talking about it for decades now, but there's still quite a bit of work to do. So what do you think is the most important thing about Breast Cancer Awareness Month's role today?
2: Um, I think, well, the reason that it's so important, I guess, to bring awareness to breast cancer is that breast cancer um, impacts so many different, um, so many different women and, and their families. And um, Breast cancer is the second leading cause of deaths from cancer for women. Um, so it, it, it impacts a lot of people. And I think the other thing that, that not everybody appreciates is that your number one risk factor for getting breast cancer is just having breasts. Mm -hmm. Um, 75% of women who are diagnosed with breast cancer have no family history. They have no known risk factors. So just, just having breasts is, is the main risk factor. And so it impacts everybody and we want everybody to come in and get screened and, and so that we can detect it early and, uh, and treatments can be more effective.
0: Well, and this is a slightly off topic question that sure. I didn't put in there, but I'd love to know. Um, well, um, breast cancer also affects men. What is the, you know, occurrence in the population, um, that we should be concerned about with men as well? So
2: breast cancer, um, can occur in, in men. It's, it's much rarer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's generally, um, men that are a little bit older. Um, and, Men don't necessarily need to get screened for breast cancer because it is more of an unusual diagnosis, um, and it's easier generally for a man to detect it because um, he they they feel it. So generally, that's how a man will find it. So if and if a man has any kind of symptom, they feel a lump, unusual pain, or you know, nipple discharge, something something that's unusual for them, um, then they should absolutely. Talk to their doctors about it and come in and get checked out. We can do mammograms on men. We do breast ultrasound on men all the time. So that's
1: awesome. Thank you. And so, I mean, I'm sure our listeners are are wondering what is the impact of early detection on survivability for breast cancer.
2: Yeah, that's a great that's a great question. So early detection um, makes a big difference. So mammograms, screen mammograms, were introduced kind of in the in the late 80s, and up until then, for you know, the the years that that we have been collecting data on it, deaths from breast cancer stayed pretty consistent. But then in the 90s, what you started seeing was a significant drop off in the number of women who were dying from breast cancer. And and a large part of that is due to screening um, where we look for breast cancer in women who have no symptoms. We're just looking to find it early. And so, There have been a a lot of studies now, a lot of medical studies that have shown that screening mammography will actually decrease the number of women who die from breast cancer by 30 to 40%.
0: Wow, that's amazing. It is
2: amazing, yeah.
0: A big shout out to our sponsor, One Tree Hard Cider. We love One Tree Hard Cider because it's made using Washington State ingredients and it's made in Spokane. With everyday
1: cider flavors like lemon basil, huckleberry, strawberry kiwi, and seasonal favorites like pumpkin and snow globe, there's a One Tree Hard Cider for you.
0: Go to OneTreeHardCider.com to find out where you can purchase your very own cider. And as always, drink responsibly.
1: And at what age for those who haven't started getting
2: early detection? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, so the, the number of deaths from breast cancer or the greatest mortality decrease is when women start screening at age 40 and when they do it every year. So that is what we encourage uh, women to do. So there's definitely um, an increase in the incidence of breast cancer um, in women in, the, in their 40s in that decade. So um, it's like it doubles. The incidence of breast cancer doubles for women in their 40s compared to women in like the age 35 to 39. So there is a significant increase um, in the incidence, and that's why – it's really important for women to start screening uh, early.
0: And if they have a history of breast cancer in their family, mm-hmm. should they start getting screened earlier? Uh, possibly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> if you have a family history of breast cancer, then what you're going to want to do is talk to your primary care doctor. They can do what's called a clinical risk assessment where they can take kind of your medical history and, fa- and you know facts specific to you and your family's um, history and kind of plug that into a model to determine what's your risk of breast cancer compared to an average woman. And women that are at higher risk, then they may determine that they need to go on to do genetic screening to see if they have a genetic predisposition um, for breast cancer. And so depending on... On if they, you know, have one of these um, genetic variants or depending on what their, you know, their exact family history is, they may need to start screening earlier. So sort of the rule of thumb that we have is um, to start screening 10 years prior to your first, de- when your first degree relative was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, so like if your mom had breast cancer at, at 45, then that patient may start screening at age Thirty-five, But we don't want to start too early either. So generally, we don't start before 30.
0: Wow. That's really incredible. I had no idea. I had no idea either.
1: As far as, so you said every year after the age of 40, is there any Mm -hmm. time where, you know, like, you know, there's certain cancer screenings you can do every three years and then every five years. Is there any period in your life where you?
2: Not really. There's, um, that's actually been shown um, in, that there's really is no cutoff for when to stop. Screening, um, it, it's beneficial. I mean, as, as long as a woman is in, you know, otherwise reasonable health and that if we find a breast cancer, they would do something about it and, you know, get, get a treatment and, you know, and go on to for whatever else they want to do, then there's really no point at which to stop screening.
1: That's good to know, especially for my relatives. Mm-hmm. Tell them to go
2: every year, yeah. <laughs> not every three years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are some organizations who say, um, to screen every other year. Okay. Um, so that is like a an area of contention, oh. but <clears throat> it's, I don't know if you guys want to know all of this stuff, but basically, oh, yes, we but do. so like mm-hmm. there was a group called the United States Preventive Services Task Force, which did sort of a meta-analysis of studies, um, but they didn't include all studies on screening mammography. They just sort of picked and chose some, um, that sort of underestimate the benefits of it. It also, the task force included no experts in breast cancer, no one who treats breast cancer or, um, and they came out with some recommendations that said to do it every other year and start at age 50 or 55. And, um, and ever since then, there's kind of in, Organizations and doctors groups have kind of gone back and forth on, on when to screen. But the, the bottom line is that everyone agrees on definitely we save the most lives. The few, the, you know, what I mean, the most, mm-hmm. I guess the fewest number of women die from breast cancer when we screen annually and start at age 40. And sort of what they, what the groups who advocate for doing it every other year is that they say, well, there are some harms to screening mammography and that they, the benefits don't outweigh the harms. And the harms, in my opinion, are grossly overstated. They say, mm. well, it, it it's anxiety provoking. Women get nervous mm. when they have a mammogram. And if we find something on the mammogram and we ask you to come back to for additional mammogram pictures or a breast ultrasound that in those intervening days that the woman's waiting for their appointment to come back, they're nervous and they're anxious about it. And so that's, that's counted as a harm. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, that does, that doesn't even come close to saving a life, do mm-hmm. you know, or preventing a death from, from breast cancer. So it's one of these areas that's controversial for reasons that I don't fully understand. Um, but the mortality benefits are greatest if you start at age 40 and if you do it every year.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing controversial about saving a life. And no. I can say firsthand how quickly a tumor can grow and get out of control. I have girlfriends who did not catch tumors early because they were so young and in their 30s and teaching and, you know, with families and they were very busy and had no idea. Um, but it's always better to catch it when it's as small as possible because then your Mm -hmm. experience in surgery is going to be easier. You know, all of your treatments following that will be easier. It just makes so much sense to take the time once a year to go and make an appointment for a mammogram. Yeah. But I know that uh, Inland Imaging has done some really incredible and innovative work in this area. Um, What would be some of the innovative screening practices that Inland Imaging can offer to
2: women? Sure. So we Pretty much offer the full gamut of of breast imaging services. So the gold standard and the mainstay is is mammograms, and I like I really want to emphasize that to people because mammography is you know it's it can be uncomfortable it can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's over quickly. It's very it's a pretty inexpensive, easy test to do. I know it's maybe not everybody's favorite, but it is the only imaging study that we have that's been shown to actually decrease the number of deaths from breast Mm -hmm. cancer. Um, but that being said, there are other, um, imaging techniques that we can use to supplement mammography or to, um, to enhance, um, our cancer detection. And, um, so one of those would be breast MRI, um, which is a, which is a super powerful tool, um, that we use to, um, For additional screening in women who are maybe at higher risk of breast cancer, so women with a family history, women with a genetic predisposition, um, it's a a study that they can undergo in addition to to mammograms, um, so to help us try to find some cancers uh, even even earlier. Um, So we do, we can also use breast MRI for cancer staging. So when a woman has a new cancer diagnosis, we can do a breast MRI to evaluate the the disease extent, make sure there isn't something else hidden in the other breast. And that way they can make the kind of the best treatment decisions for them and the, and, um, and the best treatment plan going forward, um, and then another study that we offer is breast ultrasound and breast ultrasound is a tool that we frequently use. Um, so if you get a screening mammogram and we see something on it and we might have you come back and we might do a little, uh, you know, a targeted breast ultrasound and try to figure out what that, what that spot is. So that's one way that we use breast ultrasound and then breast ultrasound can also be used for screening, um, purposes as an, and, and again, it's a supplement to mammograms. Um, and women who probably would benefit from breast ultrasound in addition to mammograms are women with, um, what we call dense breasts and dense breasts, just basically it refers to kind of how much white is on your mammogram. You know, a mammogram is an X-ray and the image is black and white and The black stuff is mostly fat and the white stuff is kind of like everything else. The breast tissue, the fibrous supportive tissue, and everybody's got a different mix of that black and white tissue. And it's all normal. And like there are some women whose breasts are almost all fat and that's great. And then there's some women who have like hardly any fat in their breasts. It's all that white, dense breast tissue. And the reason we care Um, is most of the time breast cancers that we're looking to detect on the mammogram are also white. Um, and so it's possible if somebody's at that really dense end of the spectrum, a little cancer might, might be hidden in there and harder for us to detect. Um, so women who have dense breasts may benefit from, uh, breast ultrasound as a screening tool in addition to the mammogram. The mammogram is still very useful. And I don't want to, I don't want to diminish that, but, um, but it's like, it's something that might help us see through that, through that dense breast tissue.
0: And as a practitioner, Mm -hmm. it's encouraging to know that you're using all of the tools at your disposal because it can be tough. Everyone's body is unique. And the most important thing is that we're being as safe and proactive as we possibly can. Yeah, absolutely.
1: One more question before we let you go, know, Doctor. Sure. Uh, for someone who is a little anxious about getting mammograms, mm-hmm. I have a person in particular in mind. Um, what would you say <laughs> that Inland Imaging does to make it a little, um, a little friendlier, I guess might be the word to use, or just a little bit more um, something that they don't dread, but rather they go looking forward to?
2: Well, I think that we try really hard. Um, number one, I guess we have an am- amazing staff. Um, we have just really caring um, staff and technologists that, that work for us that are passionate about what we're doing. And they know that people are anxious. Almost every woman that comes in for a mammogram is a little bit anxious or scared, scared about that it might hurt, scared about what we might find. Um, and so our staff just does the best job, like from the moment you check in at the front desk, just wonderful smiling faces and then technologists who are the best at what they do, um, who will, you know, take take their time and get us really great imaging so we can make the best diagnosis and try to make it as comfortable and easy as possible.
0: We're so grateful for people in our community who want to care for the women who are trying to get answers and make it as smooth and
1: seamless as possible. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wants to come back multiple times. So it's really nice that they take the time to really get the best images that they can. And then I mm-hmm. recommend the ultrasounds if that's necessary.
2: Yeah, we would absolutely help you out. We have a lot of brochures too for a, when patients come in for a mammogram, if they're, if they're interested in any of these other things, you know, we're happy to talk about it and give you some extra reading material and help everybody decide what's what's right for them and what's what's going to be best, you know, for each individual.
0: Well, you definitely know your audience because we love a good brochure. Well, thank you again, Dr. Henkel, for coming today and getting to chat with us a little bit more about the importance of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And if you would like to learn more about what Inland Imaging does in our community, go to inlandimaging.com.